1: Your
2: best, Yo, Yo, shit crazy. On a Saturday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcast available. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, get those likes up, comment. Share, tell a friend, and tell a friend. The page is growing. We growing, baby. Every day. Every day I keep seeing it. So let's continue to ride that wave. Lots to get into. NBA trade deadline, winners and losers. There's also some NFL talk. And phone to friend is back. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. The NBA trade deadline has come and gone. And... It was a historic NBA trade deadline. Not because all the moves were impressive and all of that, but literally, it was historic. It was the most active moves in 35 years. So that goes to show you that a lot of teams are looking at themselves and they're trying to put themselves in position to either contend for this year or contend in the future in regards to picks or completely rebuild in regards to picks as well. So who are the standouts? who did well and who did terrible. Because obviously there's always going to be winners and losers in every particular trade deadline or trade. You can always find winners and losers. So let's start with the team that impressed me the most at the deadline, the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls did very, very well for themselves. They went ahead and acquired Nikolai Vukovic. They also got... um, al Minu, Aminu, and they traded Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, and I think a couple first-round picks. For a team that's looking to get themselves in contention, this was a great deal. Nikolai Vukovic is one of the best centers in the game. He can shoot from the outside. He can score on the inside. He's a good rebounder, mobile big man, skilled big man, very smart, can pass the ball as well. You put him alongside of Laurie Markkinen, that's a nice combination to have in your front court. You have Zach Levine having a career year. He's definitely showed up in regards to his leadership. His body language was a little bad towards the season, but he really stuck with it. And I definitely have to give credit where credit is due. I bashed him for his body language early in the season. I have to commend him now because what he's done has shown, has shown me personally that he can be a leader. Or if he's not the lead dog, he can definitely be a legit number two. So, kudos to the Bulls for pulling this off. They definitely made their team better at the deadline with this move. So, you can only only go up from here in regards to Chicago. The other move that was made by the Chicago Bulls was trading for Troy Brown Jr. They got Troy Brown Jr., and they gave up Daniel Gafford and Chad Hutchinson. Troy Brown Jr. is a versatile wing. That's a guy that can be able to help you defensively as well. So there's a lot that they're doing. There's a lot that I see that this this new regime means business. They are not messing around. And it's about damn time. Chicago has been up and down over the last decade. But since Jordan left, they really haven't been that good. And it's probably about time that they start being legitimate, consistent contenders. You know, the Derrick Rose years were good. The Kirk Heinrich years were they were okay as well. So, you know, they've had some some sprinkles of success in there. But it's time for longevity now. It's time for them to be able to put all of this talent to use, get some some big free agents in here. They just got a big trade. So maybe they're trying to get another big fish. Because if you can get another big fish to pair up with a Nikolai Vukovic, a, a Zach Levine, a Kobe White, now you got something. Now you really have something. Another team that did well was the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets acquired JaVale McGee, and they also got Aaron Gordon in two separate deals. So they went ahead and they bolstered their roster as well. JaVale McGee, rim protector, rim runner, live threat, very good defensive player. Not much of an offensive player, but he can definitely be a spark off the bench when Jokic is out, when Jokic needs a rest. Maybe they'll go a big lineup and put Jokic at the four and McGee at the five. We'll, we, we don't know exactly what they're going to do, but they're very, very versatile right now. And now that they got Aaron Gordon, that's another guy that you can be able to insert into that starting lineup, or you can have him come off your bench. This team has gotten better. Can Mike Malone get them over the top? I don't know about that. I'm still very critical of Mike Malone. He's a good coach, but I don't know if he's the coach to get them to where they need to be. But for right now, the organization is doing exactly what they need to do. Losing Jeremy Grant was tough. So the fact that they can be able to fill that gap, fill that void with Aaron Gordon, that's that's really, really important. So the the Denver Nuggets did well for themselves. Another team that did well for themselves, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat got Bielitza and Victor Oladipo in two separate deals. Those are two big, big deals. You get Oladipo. He's a 20-point scorer this year. Yes, his field goal percentage is down, but he was in Houston. And Houston was basically just mailing it in. They have a lot of veteran guys over there that just are not playing high-level basketball because everybody has quit on Steven Silas, which is another thing that, you know, I will discuss later. But it's just, you know, it's still a good deal. And if it doesn't work out, then they can always just cut bait with Victor Oladipo because he is an upcoming free agent. So he's playing for a contract right now, whether it be from the Heat or whether it be for somebody else. And Bielitza stretch five, can be able to stretch the floor, he can shoot. So they've added more shooting. They got rid of Kelly Olynyk. they got rid of Avery Bradley. That's fine because the additions that you got are better, in my opinion. You can be able to talk about Avery Bradley defensively. He's more versatile. He's more aggressive. He's a better defender possibly than Oladipo, but Oladipo brings more offense. So the Heat have put themselves in a good position to still contend for this year as well. The Portland Trailblazers are another team that did well. They got Norm Powell from the Raptors. They traded Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. So those are two good guys that were really staples on that Portland team. Gary Trent came up over the last couple seasons Really a good knockdown three-point shooter. But Norm Powell can be able to get you a bucket. He is a bench guy that can be able to average 15, 16 points a game. 17, 20, like, he can put up big points. So to have a guy with that type of capability with those other two playmaking guards that they have, that's that's what you're looking for. So Portland has definitely made themselves better. Shouts to Portland. They are a tough team. Dame Lillard is having an MVP season. Will he win the MVP? No. But he's definitely going to get some MVP votes. 100%. A man Dame Dollar's cooking. The other winner, I would say, would be the Boston Celtics. I think the Celtics did well with getting uh, Fournier from the Magic because their bench has been terrible all year long. Watching the Boston Celtics is brutal. They got two studs over there. Okay, cool, Jalen Brown and Tatum, they they doing their thing. But when you look at that bench, it's just like, it looks like a weekend warrior team, it's, and not a good one, <laughs> not a good one. So getting an Evan Fournier is definitely big. Would I have liked to see them make more moves? Absolutely, but at least getting this guy who can be able to score some points, take the pressure off of everybody else, that's a plus because they did not have that. The other team that made a good move is the Los Angeles Clippers. Los Angeles Clippers, they traded Lou Williams and got Rajon Rondo, So Magic City Lou is really Magic City Lou now. He can enjoy being home, and he don't have to go that far to go exactly where he wants to go for his quote-unquote wings. But this is a good move for the Clippers because they've been in desperate need of a point guard for a few seasons now. And the offseason, they didn't address it. And you would think that they would have addressed it, right? Because that was their weakness last year. No, no, no. We, we we don't need a point guard. We're just going to let Paul George and Kawhi Leonard figure it out. Okay. Still need a point guard. And guess what they did? They went and got themselves a point guard. Now, Rondo has had a horrible season. A horrible season with the Hawks. Was he motivated? I'm sure not. He took the money. It wasn't a fact of he enjoyed the Hawks situation. It was a payday. He took the payday. Now he's in a situation where I think he wants to be in, so maybe we'll see a more productive Rondo. But now you got two guys in that backcourt in regards to Patrick Beverly and Rondo that are not really great shooters. Are they good defenders? Absolutely. Is Rondo a a top-notch leader? Absolutely. So the, the Clippers definitely did well here. I have to give them credit where credit is due. You now have a leader that can be able to go down in the basement and tell everybody where the space heaters need to be, where the dehumidifiers need to be. He can be able to organize it and and get people to do their job. So, hey, you need that. You need a leader to be able to organize the mess that's down there in that basement. So kudos to them. Now let's get to the losers. (laughs) Let's get to the losers because there's always losers in trades or at the trade deadline in any sport. The first loser I will definitely put up is the Philadelphia 76ers. Can somebody explain to me why every contending team believes that George Hill is the missing piece? George Hill, everybody trades for George Hill. He's versatile, he's a veteran. He, we know what George Hill does in the playoffs. We've seen what he did with Cleveland. He missed a free throw that cost them game one, and we all know how the rest of that series went. That's what George Hill is. So I don't understand the big whoop about getting George Hill. He's been around the block and then some, and then some. (laughs) So I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Other team that is considered a loser would be my L.A. Lakers. Not going to lie to you. I have to put them on the list. I got to be fair. The Los Angeles Lakers should have made moves and didn't. I'm not saying that they should have traded for Kyle Lowry. That's not what I wanted. No, 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 no. But they should have addressed the needs. Now, are they looking long-term to say, okay, listen, we just won a championship. We don't have to throw away this season or throw away what we just created just to kind of compete. I get that part of it. But still, this team is floundering, and they need to plug the holes. Dennis Schroeder, to me, has been a disappointment. And there's still no contract extension, which means that he's going to go into free agency, and we're going to lose him for nothing. Great job. Kyle Kutum, don't even get me started with Kyle Kuzma. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Because what I wanted to happen in regards to this rotation early this season was I wanted Frank Vogel to have Schroeder come off the bench, have Wesley Matthews start. You would have had more balance. You would have had more firepower come off their bench. I think that would have sustained the Lakers better early on in the season. They would have stockpiled a very, very decent record. And then once the the injuries happen, they can be able to kind of come back down to the pack. But for right now, they are floundering and they need rim protection. They need bigs. They need shot blockers. They need guys that can be able to put the ball in the basket. And right now, if Kyle Kuzma is your number one option, you are in trouble. Big trouble. The other team that I can consider a loser, i, I, I it's not fair to call them a loser, is the Orlando Magic. They decided that, listen, it's time to rebuild. It's time to get rid of all of these high-priced contracts that we have on our team and start from scratch. I like that. So I'm not going to consider them a loser. It's just that when you lose guys like Aaron Gordon and you lose guys like a Nikola Vukovic, those are, those are big moves. So, of course, you're going to lose something because you've lost two of your cornerstone pieces. So they are, in a way, considered losers. But the real losers... The real losers, in my opinion, has to be the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have stockpiled so many draft picks over the next, like, five years. I think they have, like, 34 first-round picks or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. At some point, you're going to have to draft guys that are good and have them develop and pay them, not stockpile 50 billion picks and say, look what I have. Look what I, we have all these picks. It's great in theory. It looks good if you're playing NBA 2K. It's not good in reality. Losers to me. Losers to me. Moving on, the buyout market is getting hot and heavy, y'all. Hot and heavy. I like exactly what I'm seeing. Andre Drummond and the Cavs have agreed to a buyout. They could not get a, a deal done, could not facilitate a trade for him. so He's now going to be a free agent. And the rumors are that Boston has already met with him and they've sold him on, you know, the opportunity to play in Boston. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I'm laughing because it's a joke. It's a joke. He's not going to Boston. So any Celtics fan that is excited right now, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. It ain't happening. So the two teams that I see that are the front runners, and Woj has uh, also put this out there too in regards to the sources, is that the Lakers and the Heat, the Nets, those teams are the potential front runners. I think the Lakers, due to the need, due to the fact that there's a open spot for him there, I think that 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 is the most uh, convenient, the most seamless fit for him. To be able to pair up next to Anthony Davis at some point, to be able to kind of give him a rest when need be, and getting him now, and he can be able to really like put his skills on display because he's going to be a free agent, it's definitely a win-win for both teams. So I definitely see that the Lakers are in the lead. But who knows, man? We Anything can happen. Anything can be able to happen to, to from here till the time he clears waivers till the time that he actually decides on where he's going to play. So we'll see. But I'm telling you, Boston, y'all need to cool out (laughs) because it ain't going down. It ain't going down. And Brooklyn, if he goes to Brooklyn, I I quit basketball this year. I will flat out quit. I don't care. I will cover it, but I'm going to cover it with no enthusiasm (laughs) because – it's just ridiculous for them to be able to stockpile that type of talent. No, 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 no. But, that's, like I said, we're going to see exactly what happens. The other big name that has been bought out is LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge and the Spurs agreed on a buyout. He's now going to be a free agent just like Andre Drummond. Um, and the front runners for him, I'm hearing, is Boston. I'm also hearing the Miami Heat. I'm also hearing the Lakers' name as well, uh, the Clippers. But where do I think that he lands? I think that he lands with the Heat. I think it's a seamless fit. I think he's a Pat Riley and a Eric Sposher type of guy. He brings leadership. He has that outside jump shot, that 15-foot jump shot. So he brings a dynamic to that Miami team that they don't have. They have a lot of three-point shooting. He can be able to, to dice it up in the middle and get them a point. Down in the paint. So, you know, I like the fit there. Um, Clippers would also be a an interesting fit. But he's not going to the Clippers. He's just not doing it. So, yeah, I, I think Miami is the is the number one front runner for him. We're going to see what other players end up in that buyout market as well. Maybe guys like Otto Porter. Maybe a DeMar DeRozan. Who knows? There's a lot of names out there. I tell you what. None of them. Going to the clip. <laughs> I just I just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw that out there. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with my boy Kevin. On a Saturday. It's all leaving. I've had so many people tell me that anchor is great. Anchor is this, anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. get at it now welcome back y'all so let's get to my favorite segment phone a friend call him up
1: call him up 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 call him up'm putting for reason trying to stay undefeated, yeah call him up 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 Call them up call them up it's game of the season don't lie, all leaving yeah.
2: who we have on the show today is probably one of my <laughs> arch nemesis in my life you know we always argue not always but uh you know we 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 don't see eye to eye on much but um i think today we will i think today we will because there's a lot of stuff that um you know are out there, and it may get a little dicey in here, man. It may get a little dicey in here, but I've known him for a while. It's my brother, my boy, Kevin. Welcome to the show, my man.
1: What's going on, bro?
2: I'm here, man. I'm here, you know, just a regular Saturday, doing what I do, you know?
1: Understand, respect.
2: Of course, of course, of course. So um, I guess we'll start with a little bit of the NFL. You know, we saw the Miami Dolphins do some madden stuff yesterday where they made they made two trades within an hour they moved the number three pick and then ended up getting the number six pick so they did all of that to move down three spaces and they they got three first round picks in the process Uh what are your thoughts about what miami did and what are your thoughts about actually the 49ers moving up like do you think that they have their eyes on a particular quarterback
1: Uh, Miami I think Miami was smart they they need a receiver they got Tua back there and they don't have a go-to receiver for Tua but they were smart in their point and I would assume that the draft picks they gave up they're hoping in the next couple years they aren't that bad so they're not that good first of all right uh I think it speaks more to the 49ers basically. I think the 49ers, Jimmy, I would be surprised if Jimmy G is there <laughs> by the middle of the year. So. But they but they said they
2: came out and said that listen, Jimmy's our guy, he's gonna be our starting quarterback. But I think that's all that's all like you know, pomp and circumstance. I think they just they 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 capping right
1: now. <laughs> I don't know. The Eagles said they believe in Jalen Hurts and tried to move up and draft you out, uh, Zach Wilson. Do you believe anything? These the, GMs are by habit liars, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> They're worse than politicians, man. They're worse than politicians. They will
1: sell you down the river. They will sign you to a long-term deal, then trade you in all season. (laughs) If you believe anything a GM says you are wildly inaccurate, I think the 49ers are intrigued by what somebody like Zach Wilson could look like under Kyle Shanahan.
2: Yes. But but Jimmy G,
1: we know what he is.
2: Yeah, we, we we know what Jimmy G is, but I don't think I don't think that Zach Wilson passes the Jets at two. For what I heard in regards to the pro day yesterday, Joe Douglas was smitten like a woman that just saw her husband for the first time. Like he was so close to him, close to Zach Wilson. He was like he was, you know, in, in regards to like COVID restrictions and ha- have to keep your distance. He he was not abiding by the distance rule. He was He's all a- up on Zach Wilson. He that, that's his new man crush. So I don't think that I don't think that the uh, the Jets are gonna let him pass number two, honestly. Well
1: the, the, well, the idiocracy in that move is that they haven't moved Sam down, and now right, I guess right. what's, you're gonna get pennies on a dollar if you try to move Sam Donald now because they know you're not gonna be able to keep two. Right. Personally, I think Sam Donald's in the same situation as Wentz. Yes. even if they wanted to keep him, I think there's just too much damage done in that organization to keep him there.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. And the thing is. I just believe that this is a stupid move for the Jets to make. But One of many. But what else is new? It's the Jets. You go ahead Absolutely. and you ruin a quarterback, and then you're going to bring in another quarterback when you could have just fixed the quarterback that you have and given weapons in an offensive line. I just don't understand the, the the logic behind it, Kev. Like, make it make sense for me, please.
1: You can't make it make sense. That's why the Jets are the Jets. <laughs> If it made sense, the Jets would be somebody else. The Jets would be a different team. But because they're idiots, they won't. Right. The The problem is is that people have to realize is that the Jets don't know what they're doing right now. Yeah. They don't know who they want. Remember, Joe Douglas was smitten over Sam Donald when he drafted him.
2: Yeah. Well, well, no. It was Mike Mc. That's a Mike McCagnin uh, 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 signing. So you already know. New GM. They always like to say, we want our guy. I, I never know what that means, Kev, because you trade for other guys that are not your guys. So what does that really mean? It's just it's just, it's just GM talk for BS. It really
1: is. But what people have to realize is that why they are so down on Sam Donald's because they thought they were hiring at offensive guru and Adam Gates and he turned out to be terrible.
2: Right. So how can you blame the kid for that? Exactly. I, I
1: don't, I, I, me personally, I would take Sam Donald Philly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, don't, don't be, don't be surprised if he ends up in Philly. I I think I heard, he that, I think I heard that the, um, the, the Panthers, the Panthers have, uh, have some interest in Sam Donald.
1: They should. Teddy Bridgewood is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 he, he is a great, if you want, if you want him to come in and, Play a couple games and hold you down, but he's a terrible quarterback.
2: He's a transitional quarterback.
1: Yeah, he he is what you he is a better version of uh, what's my man Chase Daniels. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> he is that guy that you want to help le- learn. You help a young quarterback, but well, God help you if you have to decide more than five games a year.
2: Oh my goodness, that's bad. That's bad. But what do you? All right. So since you're an Eagles fan, what what do you think about the whole Zach Ertz thing? Do you think that there's a market for him, or are they just gonna have to bite the bullet and, and, and cut bait?
1: There's a a market for him. The teams are smart. Yeah, they know that the Eagles have done so much damage to Zach Ertz that they're not gonna start the season with him. Right. So if I know I can get him for a penny, why am I gonna pay a quarter?
2: That's that's very true. Yes. So so what do you and think that they ended up trading? He was just him for? saying, well, you
1: know what? I want him, but I'll just wait till you rave him.
2: Yeah. I'll yeah. wait till you release him. Well, I, I think I, I think they they're they're very unrealistic if they think that they can be able to trade Zach Ertz for a high draft pick. I don't think you're gonna get anything more than a fifth or sixth round pick for him, even if you do decide
1: to trade him. I think you would have the problem with the Eagles, some of the Eagles normally do, and this is about how he has been fired. Let me make that clear. Right is that they made the Zach Ertz thing too public. Yeah. Now everybody knows that not only do you have to get rid of him, if I don't trade with him, you probably have to waive him. Right. It's either take what I'm going to give you or leave.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: reality yeah. It. And how Roseman, once again, did a terrible move last yesterday. Let the rumor escape out that he wanted to move up to three to draft another quarterback. Right. When he couldn't get his quarterback, he said, you know what? I'm going to drop back, and I'm going to get future picks for next year. Well, guess what? Those picks don't help Jalen Hurts lot this year. Right. He's his right. number one receiver is Jalen Riga, which was a terrible pick. Right. I think you stay at six and you get, him, you get him a chase or you get him a Devontae Smith, but instead you send a sign to Jalen that, "Ah, eh, we didn't trust you, but now that we couldn't get anything better, we're going to rock with you. Right. It seems, it seems vaguely similar to what they did to uh, Carson. They yeah. signed Joe Flacco. If you listen to Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco in his interview goes, "Sounds
2: well. like he wants to be the starter."
1: Exactly. They didn't talk to me about coming off the bench. I came here to compete. Oh, All right. Sounds okay. like Nick Foles.
2: Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Like they, they are, they are pulling the rug from under Jalen Hurst before he even starts. This like is this- why I'm a
1: Colts fan now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so you dropped your Eagles flag and you're now you're now a coast you're now a coast fan for real? <laughs>
1: Until they fire Harry Roseman. I want nothing to do with them.
2: <laughs> well, you may you may get your wish very, very soon because I think if the Eagles start off 0-2, Harry Roseman is gonna go. He's gonna go because out of all the quarterbacks you could have signed in the offseason, Joe Flacco is the guy that you pinpoint and target. I, I would have rather them take Andy Dalton, to be honest with you.
1: Be honest with you. What's gonna happen is they're gonna mortgage the farm for dish for uh, R. Kelly once he clears. i
2: <laughs> Listen, you gotta keep it PG on my show, man. You gotta.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, right? <laughs> yo, yo, this. <laughs>
2: Deshaun Kelly, is that what we calling <laughs> right now? Come on, man! Absolutely. Come on, man! We, we don't we don't know if it's true or not, but I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like, like I think you know we had some we we had some conversations about this off the air, and you know we said that listen, even if nineteen of them are lying, like you still got like three out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? Like, what, well, what what's your thoughts on that? Like, like if if it is true. What 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 does the NFL do?
1: I have two thoughts on it. First of all, it'll be the greatest conspiracy theory if all thirteen or fourteen of these charges are are inaccurate. Right. My next chart my next thought is wh- what are you doing on Instagram looking for massage therapists if you're Deshaun Watson?
2: And and, and the, the, the the crazy part of the story to me is right, is that he said <laughs> that his his regular masseuse due to COVID restrictions, he wasn't able to, to connect or whatever. And so you 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 reach out to IG people? Like
1: that, make, that makes sense. I, I think that COVID doesn't exist on Instagram. So I, I believe.
2: Right. I, I just don't I, I don't get it, man, because wouldn't you have your assistant handle that like even if there is a conflict, uh you know, a scheduling conflict with your masseuse, your assistant will be able to Get you another one, right?
1: Or a or professional. How about that? Or how about this? How about I just go to a regular another NFL star and I say, Hey, how about the masseuse you use?
2: Right. <laughs> hey, I know that your masseuse is really good. Like, can you be able to guy set me up? Well, like, what's her schedule?
1: Yeah. A man yeah. looks like a Deviant right now.
2: <laughs> it's, oh, it's almost man.
1: comical, son It's almost comical.
2: Bro, what a twist. What a turn of events, huh? Everybody was oh, on the Deshaun Watson train. Hey, show, yeah, we want you. You go, man. We we're behind you 100. percent You get out of Houston. They have done you wrong. Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah.
1: I'm Deshaun Watson. I'm on the first. I'm on the first plane to Cuba <laughs> to hide out. <laughs> oh man, because he may not go to jail, but Jesus, he's gonna lose every. Everything he has as far as a reputation. I don't want him me,
2: right? Right. Like you know, he's a quarterback. It's not like he's a defensive tackle or a safety, he's the face of your franchise as a quarterback. And so I wouldn't be
1: surprised they pick it if they're picking it outside all the games, huh?
2: Is this going to have a Michael Vick type of situation? Like, like effect? No, it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be worse. Michael Vick was bad, but the me too now is oh you know, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. He he
2: he, he, so chose, he chose the wrong movement to mess with. He chose the wrong yeah, movement he, to mess with. Yeah, he's man. A bad boy. I, I'm not uh, listen. Like I said, if it is true, any team that trade for Deshaun, they they may have hmm. to be thinking about like a like a a two year plan because he ain't playing much that first year. If, he, if they end up trading for him,
1: don't get me wrong. I don't believe all sixteen are correct. Right. But I do. Do I believe there's some substance to one to eight yes. percent out of the? Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah, I'm I don't know you.
1: how much how much truth there is or how much substance there is, but one out of sixteen got to have something.
2: Yeah, no, nah, I'm with you, man. I I I completely agree because that that that's where I'm at with it because there's just too much. There's just too many to say that everybody's lying. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I I, I don't I don't really trust I,
1: don't really. I just don't trust anybody that goes on Instagram looking for um looking for massage therapists. The fact that he admitted to looking on Instagram for massage therapist being a superstar in Houston. Right. He could have went to the 7 Eleven and found a massage therapist. He could have went 30, to a day party. 39
2: million dollars and you going on Instagram. <laughs> you going on Instagram? with people that just literally graduated college or they they do it on the side as a hobby like what are we doing here
1: my what man, are we doing here? <laughs> he's going to be the butt of a lot of jokes
2: <laughs> oh my god That's a, listen i i i don't know man i feel i feel i feel bad for those women if they if these things are true, man, oh,
1: it's, it, it's not funny what yeah. happened to them, but yeah. yeah, the bad decisions that people keep making that,
2: exactly. Course. I said it on my show the, the, the last show I had. It's like, you know, these athletes continue to make the same bad decisions, like they look yeah. at somebody else that doesn't be like, Oh no, nah, that's not gonna happen to me. And then it ends up happening to them. Like, just learn.
1: Study. You know what the funny part, you know what the funny part about it is. I'm a conspiracy theorist, so <laughs> I'm going to let you know, I think that this was in the work for a while, but the Texans organization kept it on the low, and once he went out there publicly and said, man, I'm done, you guys are incompetent, so they, so they were like, all right, cool, we done yeah. protecting you.
2: Li- it, listen, I had, I had said something very similar, Kev, I said it's very convenient that this happens to come out now, when you know, he's adamantly said that he's not going to play for David Pelley. He doesn't care who's on the roster. He's not speaking to no GM. He's not t- sitting down with the owner. He's not doing anything. He just wants to go. So it's very convenient that all of these things are coming out now. So I ain't going to lie to you, man. I'm not I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I, probably not at all. But this this is very convenient. I will say that. <laughs> Extremely convenient. It just... It, it it don't smell right, but at the same time, it's like yo. If this is if if this got legs, boy, he's he's. You know what he's they
1: say, man, you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, what do you think? Where do you think the Colts um can be able to finish this season? You know, getting Carson Wentz was a big deal. They they didn't spend anything in free agency. The uh, as much as I know, they didn't make any any big moves. They still have a lot of cap space. They got a lot of guys to sign. You know, they they kept T. Y. Hilton, which was a good uh good move. Um, and they have good they have good capital in regards to the draft. Do you think that the Colts can be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the AFC next year?
1: I think they will because I have faith in Frank work I think Frank Work was the reason that Dak Peterson won a lot of championships. And you know what, Frank Wright in Indianapolis Colts having their favor. If you remember when Carson Wentz was, was playing at the MVP level and they won the championship, yes, they ran the ball. Yeah, they they led they led the NFL in rushing. Doug Peterson is an idiot, and he's where he is now because he decided <laughs> that even when Carson Wentz was playing bad and his confidence was low, he was going to rush Miles Sanders eight times a game. Right. If you look at the offensive scheme when Doug when uh. The Colts Frank Wright was coaching. People were running wide right open. The offensive scheme was just better. Yeah. Doug Wright, Doug Peterson don't know what he's doing.
2: Yeah, Doug.
3: Doug I think Pe-
1: Frank, Frank Wright. Peters. Frank, Frank, Frank yeah. Wright's going to be. Uh, he, I think, offensively. To me personally, I think offensively he may be not as good as Kyle Shanahan, but he's right.
2: No, he's up yeah. there. He's definitely up there. Yeah, definitely up there. He's he's a he's a great offensive mind and. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely gonna agree with you. I think Doug Peterson, after that Super Bowl win, he really got arrogant and felt that anything that he touches will turn to gold. Yeah, you got. I could let Frank Wright go. I don't need Frank Wright to be able to be here and, and man this team. I can be able to do it myself. Well, he found out very quickly that that's not the case. You know, his book Fearless. <laughs> he 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 uh pr- published that book Fearless after the Super Bowl win. Well. He's definitely fear. He should be fearless now. He's because brainless. Hey, job. <laughs> He's brainless. <laughs> he's brainless. Definitely, he's definitely something less, right? Jobless.
1: <laughs> brainless. Yeah, he, he, here's, my, here's the main thing. Do I think Carson Wentz is going to be better than Phillip? Yes, I do.
2: Yes, I agree, too.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I think they can be the best. I think they can be great. I think they can be pretty good. Yeah, especially yeah. if this Pittman guy is as good as they think say he is, which I don't believe. But Michael, I mean, Frank Wright says it, so I believe it. Michael So I, mean, Pittman. I don't believe it, but I, I'll give it some credence.
2: Michael Pittman has shown um, he's shown some good flashes, man. I think he I, he's a big body receiver. He can be able to go up and get the ball. So I think he has talent. Is he a number one type talent? I'm not sure yet, but they, he definitely does have talent. I and won't. if they wave Zach
1: Ertz, Zach Ertz is going to Indianapolis. Make right. me think about
2: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can definitely see that being a great fit because Carson Wentz loves him. They both love Frank Wright. It's a great fit. So I I, I I, definitely agree with that 100%. And let's not
1: forget, Indianapolis, especially with the guy they drafted last year, probably has one of the best offensive lines in, in, yes. in, in, in football.
2: Definitely. Definitely.
1: Un- unlike that makeshift little Giants line that Carson played for last year
2: and it, it looks like it's gotten a little worse as well too so you know poor whoever is the quarterback behind that that line next year is going to is going to Jalen will hurt yeah 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 definitely
1: muscle um, him either
2: what what are your thoughts on the patriots offseason do you think that it's going to it's going to put them back in playoff contention cuz the the way i see it is that they finished 7-9 this year and they had cam Newton blow a lot of games for them I think he cost them at least three games so mm-hmm. with that you know just those three games alone they're 10 and six so you know do you see a team do you see what the, what the additions that they made do you see them making a leap towards a playoff I'm not saying they're going to be the best team in the, in the AFC but I do think that they look the, they look like a wild card team right now do you agree
1: I don't know I hope I hope I'm wrong. But I saw two things that were in last year. I saw some cracks in Stephen Gilmore. Yeah. He had a couple rough games yeah. where he gave up all 100 yards to people I would never think he would. Right. So I'm starting to see a couple cracks in his armor. And I'm just not a believer in it. They got a lot of offensive weapons. But I know that Josh McDaniel's offense is predicated on timing and accuracy. Right. Neither of which I believe Cam Newton has.
2: <laughs> Cam has never been accurate in any season of his life.
1: He throws the ball like a child with that bad shoulder. <laughs> Takes him probably three minutes to get the ball ready to throw. <laughs> Come on. I think he th- he legitimately throws like my mother.
2: Oh my goodness, poor Cam, poor Cam. But listen, he has th- th- he has weapons around him. Finally, I think I think if if there's a year that you would expect him to be. A little bit more accurate than other years. It'll be this year because he actually has some good targets to throw to. Yeah, the
1: problem is, can he get him the ball? And right. I'm Not sure can he, he can get him, get him the ball past twenty yards.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Definitely. Definitely.
1: Uh, I don't know. And deep down in my deep down in my soul, which I know I'm probably wrong. I feel like Belichick just started grabbing plays so other people wouldn't get him.
2: <laughs> so he did the Jim Gatto at St. John's?
1: Is that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> yep, the Jim Gatto at St. John's. He come over here, man, I'll make you a star. Once again, another Lion yeah. GM.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, don't go to King, just come here. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't go to Don't go to Francis, come here. Don't go to Lachlan, come here. Like, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he turns around and goes, oh damn, what do I do?
2: Yeah, have too many players. I guess you have to transfer.
1: Well, you know what you do when you do that. You just keep lying. Hey, Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> he,
2: he was he was a legend liar at St. John's Prep. Shouts to shouts to Jim Gatto, scumbag. <laughs> I hate that man.
1: Uh, I never wish I uh, hate is a strong word, but I hate that
2: man. <laughs> I'm with you, man. <laughs> I am with you. So but yeah.
1: I just, I just, just, like I said, deep down in my soul, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to end up back in New England.
2: Yeah, it's it, yeah. But do you think you think that happens this year, or you think it happens after the season?
1: Because you know, Cam (sighs) Cam only
2: signed for that one year, so I can see it happening after this year, right?
1: I would say we got to see what happens at the draft. Yeah, but I would agree with you next year.
2: So here's here's a question for you, what what quarterback has impressed you in the draft? Like, which quarterback do you say that looks like he has the most upside? Is it Zach Wilson? Is it Trevor Lawrence? Is it is it um my man from Ohio State? What's his name? I, I, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I don't,
1: um, like, him I don't like him at all.
2: Josh uh, Fields. I don't like
1: him at all. Fields, James Fields, or whatever. Yeah, his name Josh Fields. Is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him at all. Or was it Justin I, Fields?
2: Well, I
3: don't know. Yeah, Justin Fields. Sorry. Yeah, Justin Fields. There you go. I don't
1: like him at all. On just what I've seen from him, he just doesn't give me that it factor.
3: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. Like when I saw him play in the national championship, I just wanted to see him a little bit more fired up, a little yeah. bit more. He's a yeah.
2: Man, he's, he's a little bit. Like, he's a little laid
1: back.
3: A little too. Yeah, laid yeah back. I don't like
1: that. Yeah. Um. And I don't think you can really. I don't think you can really say so because I think, honestly. When you look at all the other quarterbacks, I think we've ultimately become bored with Trevor with Trevor Lawrence because we've been hearing about him so long.
2: Because he's so good, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We've been hearing about him so long. I don't, right. I don't. I think it's just a natural reaction for people to be like, all right, I'm tired of hearing him.
0: Right. Let's so talk he about somebody else. You can do
1: this. You can do that. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, the new thing is Zach Wilson. I I like what I saw from him, but I'm cautiously optimistic because I always remember Jamarcus Russell, the workout yes. warrior.
2: Right <laughs> to be able to throw ninety yards on his knee, right?
1: Yeah, the the, the workout warrior. So I do like Josh Brolin, but like you said, he played for BYU. I don't think the competition was stiff. Yeah, and the pro day of him throwing to an empty with no defense, kind of it's great for skill skill wise, but when it comes to NFL and reading the defense, like you said, look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wasn't the most gifted player but there's a lot that has to do with what's in the mind above the neck. Right. And I don't think, you know, what's above the neck for fields and um, Zach Wilson.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. I, I I, I'm with you on fields. You know, I, I'm a little iffy on his, 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 his motor. I don't know if his leadership motor is high. That's a concern as a quarterback. It kind of reminds me of Ben Simmons in basketball that, you know, the, the, all the physical attributes are there, but he just doesn't have a high motor as a leader. And we've seen that in the NBA. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I like Trey Lance Kev. I think Trey Lance is talented. He's coming out of the same school that Carson Wentz went to Trey Lance has talent. He has a ton of talent. And I think that potential wise, he may end up being the, the most talented quarterback in this draft. Will he be the most successful? I don't think so. Um, I think that's definitely going to go to Lawrence. But I ain't gonna lie to you, man. The, uh, another sleeper that a lot of people like to like to clown on and like to downgrade him because of what he had on his team is Mac Jones. Mac Jones was highly accurate, and just because he played with a ton of talent, they don't care. It doesn't matter. Like it. it listen, your job as a quarterback is to not turn the football over. And to, and to deliver the football.
1: He did I like that. Matt Jones a lot.
2: Yeah, he did that. So I don't see why people are so down on him all because he plays for a juggernaut Alabama. That's, that's not fair to him. You know what I'm saying?
1: You you can be down on Matt Jones all you want. You better not let Belichick get his hands on
2: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly my point. Exactly my point.
1: You can be down on him all you want.
2: Right, right. You, you know. can clown on him all you want and say that he's not fast, he's this and that. Let him go to New England and see what happens.
1: Mm.
2: Let him go to New England and see what happens. I
1: think that's what New England wants. I think if they get him, the Jimmy Garoppolo deal is not going to happen. That's right. No, nah, they the wouldn't. They're they, probably next year.
2: Yeah, they don't, they don't want Jimmy if they get Mac Jones. But if they
1: can't get him, then they got to go Jimmy Garoppolo. But yeah, if you ask me, I think their eyes are on Mac Jones.
2: Yeah, listen, it'd be a smart play. It'll be a definitely smart play because. What's the backup to on New England right now? What's his name? Uh, Jared Stidham. <laughs> Jared mm-hmm. Stidham. He ain't never going to see the light of day on any team, so he might as well he might as well start you know plotting for the XFL because that's where he's headed. That's where he's headed. If
1: he's, if, if he's smart, you know what he does. He becomes a hell of a teammate, so they keep right. him
2: around. <laughs> be be <laughs> be, be need a great water. Story. Right. Hey, be, man, be a great good job, man. Be a, be a great clipboard holder. Do that. Do that. Support him. Do that
1: with conviction.
2: Yep. Yep. Make sure you sit right next to Bill and you know get all the notes. Do that.
1: My man, Chase Daniels has been doing it for years. And he's right. making more money than anybody could ever think. Of. <laughs> and he is terrible.
2: He is a career cheerleader and he's making a good living. All right. Good living. Uh, she,
1: he make more money than anybody out. He make more money than some starting quarterbacks. Exactly.
2: Oh my goodness, Trust me, bro! It's 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 nonsense. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you think that they can be able to maintain, or do you think that they're gonna take a step back?
1: They're gonna, they're gonna maintain until somebody's contracts come up for renewal. Yeah, but I mean, you can never doubt on the Kansas City Chiefs because they do one thing well—they draft very well. Yeah. So I mean, that you can't really look at them because I mean, they the perfect storm happened in that championship game. So I think, as far as free agent, they needed so little that um, you really can't. Did they, and I think they signed Kyle Long, right? Yeah, oh yeah, they, they're fine. Only thing they needed was to, to strengthen that old line, and that's what they did. So I would, they're fine.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think they um. You know, they, they they got Joe Tooney, so that was a big deal. And so they they definitely locked up their their offensive line. Uh, you know, we're we we're, we're gonna see we're gonna see how long they could be able to consistently um you know keep this going because it it's they got a three hard. to
1: five they got a they got a uh, I would say a two to four year window.
2: Two to four year window, that's fair. I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. What are your thoughts on my Dallas Cowboys?
1: Mr. Mr. Emotional Jerry, who signs players with emotion,
2: he's had a decent offseason, though. I, I like the signings that he's had. You know, he Keanu does, but Neal, he,
1: but, he, but here's one problem with the exception of the Eagles, every team in that division has gotten better offensively, and you well, haven't impressed your and you haven't improved your defense.
0: Well, we
2: have improved out, so you don't think Keanu Neal and uh and KZ a, is, a, is an upgrade? How
1: did Atlanta do with the same defense, but with, with Jim Quinn and those players.
2: Well, listen, Dan Quinn and those players, they there was no
1: motivation. And here's my question. Yeah, are any of those players guarding wide receivers?
2: They're not guarding wide receivers, no. But they're going to be helping over the top. But listen, corner. I don't think we. I don't think we're going to have a problem at cornerback this year, Kev, because, um. Trayvon Diggs towards the ending of the year was a very highly graded out cornerback. He started playing much better. He's a rookie. You got to remember rookies always tend to see the game a little bit better as the, as the season goes on. So I, I think you're going to see a big year out of, out of Trayvon Diggs year two. Uh, You know, at we, we had the number 10 pick and I think we're going to go get Patrick Surtain. I think Patrick Surtain is going to be the cornerback that we choose.
1: If, if you ask me right now to rank him. I would rank them at the third best in division.
2: Third best. So who's first?
1: Um if Daniel Jones can get the ball out of his hand, I like what the Giants did. Okay. And then you gotta look at the Washington Red, the, you gotta look at the Washington football team. They had a, a terrific defense and they just got better offensively.
2: Yeah, they got Fitz Magic, they got Curtis Samuel. So I I, I like I like what they've done as well. I am definitely scared of the Washington football team. I'm not scared of the Giants because of the football
1: team. Don't be the Red, they, they are the Redskins, just a different name. They're going <laughs> to shaft it when it matters. So, yeah, you'd be scared of them up until the last couple games. But I'll tell you what, if, if the Giants can run the ball and they get any production out of that O-line, man, they got some weapons.
2: Yeah, they got some weapons. But the problem is that Daniel Jones has childlike hands. And if he can't hold on to the football, it doesn't really matter. Oh, I agree. So, you know, we'll see. But yeah, they definitely, both teams definitely did improve. So uh, I, I, I think the NFC East is going to be a little bit more, a little bit more competitive than people have it out to be. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be as bad as it was this year. And it's going to be a little bit more competitive than people expect. So, you know, we'll definitely see, um, you know, what happens with my Cowboys. I, I, Listen, you, you know how I feel about the whole Dax Prescott deal. I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of the money. Um, but the fact that his his cap his cap hit is only twenty two million this year. They're going all in for this year. Yeah,
1: if keep they keep kicking if, the can down the street.
2: Right, keep kicking the can down the street. And I believe that if if things don't go well this year, I think Zeke is out of town by 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 next season. So um you
1: only, you only have one problem though. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, who the hell is gonna take that contract? You are gonna have to waive him and take.
2: Nah, the- it's a, it's definitely not gonna be a trade. I don't think it's gonna be a trade at all. It may just be a uh, a, a a. You know, they may ask him to to restructure. He may say no, and then it will be like, "Okay, well, we're just gonna take this hit." So um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, man. But you know, let's let's segue into. Into college basketball, me and you are diehard college basketball fans. We were, were, and you know we are, we are so disappointed in the product. Like I can tell you that I haven't watched much college basketball this year. In the last couple of years, it's it's been dwindling and, and dwindling and dwindling. So, you know what is your what is your thought on the state of of college basketball? Because you know we've had discussions, and I've said that. The one and done rule has killed the sport, um, and I, what I'm looking at right now is a dead sport. Uh, it's exciting, of course, because it's always March Madness. It's one game elimination. It's going to be exciting, but what are your thoughts about college basketball? Like, w- w- can they be able to recover, or okay. is it really just something that you know it, it's not going to be as competitive anymore? Uh, you no, know, the
1: one and done has not messed up basketball. What's messed up basketball is the AAU Okay. These parents are way too involved. They're tweeting, they're criticizing coaches, making it very hard for these kids. And guess what AAU is doing? They're spoiling these kids. Yeah. None of these kids don't want to work anymore. Everybody thinks that everybody believes the hype and thinks that they're a star and they should be one and done. Right. When in actuality half the kids coming out aren't good. Yeah they're decent players, but to be a good basketball player, I'm not I'm not going to say that. Yeah, They're not NBA good, but you got to remember, the worst NBA player will give the best college person buckets. Right. I think that the, this, and now that the NBA has gone to this big three style of basketball where everybody gets to travel, and if you don't like what's happening, instead of getting better and fighting through and showing some some golf, you're just going to be able to leave. Then that's where we have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and man. Continue uh, to see, see the sports struggle because guess what? You don't have the connection. You don't have the Shane baddies. You don't, you don't have it. That the Tyler Hansborough's that kid who wants to win so bad that even though he's not good, he's going to will himself to be a great player.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you I mean, remember, Remember what I said, man. Like my last favorite Duke team was the John Shire led team. That was my last favorite team that I appreciated because that was a hard nosed, you know, go get it, you know, not super talented team or individuals, but they were a great basketball team together. So you like, know that, that that's that that's where I
1: see. It. Like right now, look at I remember the old college basketball. I was watching Kentucky play in North Carolina in the Sweet Sixteen. I'm watching Oregon State playing Loyola Chicago. Right, can right. The best part of this is watching the nun. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> she's definitely entertained. Yeah,
1: as much as as much as I'm happy for these kids who don't get to show, don't get to show their talents because they're not on TV like the Loyola. Not interested in this. Yeah,
2: not definitely, man. I I I I haven't watched a second of the tournament, I'm, you know, whatever happens. I, I think I, I think me and Guido uh filled out a bracket. He did one for me and I, I picked Baylor to win a national championship. So I, I think I'm still on track for that. Passed out. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But the other thing that's going on in college basketball right now is the, the, uh, the outrage, quote unquote, the outrage of women's athletics to men's athletics, where the women's gyms don't look like the men's gyms. And now there was a report that came out that the NCAA admitted that the budget for the men's basketball is not the same budget than it is for the women's basketball. Now, Kev.
1: And, me, and me we're and surprised me, because. Me,
2: me and you have been watching basketball a long time. Who is shocked by this news?
1: Who? Who? Not me. You spend more money on things that make you more money.
0: Right.
2: It's not. It's not the fact that the product is bad. It's just the fact that if there's not a huge demand for it, by 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 the TV uh, contracts, by by the 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 sponsorships and all of this stuff, where's the funding gonna go to where the
1: demand is? That's business forget that all these people who wanted to be different forget money how about they turn on the game <laughs> you can't even get people to watch the game yeah i mean it, it would honestly business-wise spending the same amount of money for for the women's as the basketball would be a terrible business decision just because of the rate of return
2: yeah yeah not nah, definitely it, 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 that that's my thing it's like if Everything. we're
1: talking business or if we're talking lollipops and everybody this um everybody deserves a trophy, then yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Then yeah, I think they should do it that way. But guess what? Be, this is a business. Nah, yeah, I I agree. I agree. And until I see the viewership of the national championship game of the females, I mean who's who who's who's watched it since UConn had that great team that ran through. Uh
2: listen, I, if if I were to tell you that I'm I'm an avid women's basketball watcher, I would I would be lying. So remember
1: when I used to watch it and people used to clown me?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's 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 not like I, I don't knock the sport. It's just that I don't I just don't watch it. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing. It's like even even in the nBA we've had we've had this conversation as well like we I think I, there was some there was some graphic that they showed where you know the total salary for the NBA for all the players is $12 dollars million, $12 million. and you hear all these athletes saying Cody oh Zeller.
1: Cody Zeller makes more a year than you right.
2: Cody Zeller makes more money than that was the graphic exactly and everybody's outraged they're like oh well you know they're not making any money they should be making more money and then you see the players wearing WNBA uh uh sweaters and hoodies free sweaters and all that stuff and it's like if they really want to better the sport for the women wouldn't they try to help the women and what we mean by help we mean by help financially
1: Right? Hey, LeBron James, go give a million dollars so that somebody so they can bring more players and they can get better things. I don't see it. Hey, David Stern has some revenue sharing going on. I don't see it happening.
2: Adam Silver. It's all lip
1: service. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah it's all I, lip service. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Is and and also too, also too, the people that are actually campaigning for the WNBA to be a bigger uh uh to be bigger in the in the in the the limelight in regards to sporting right now, are they supporting the brand? Are they doing what they have to do? Are they pushing for sponsorship? Are they knocking down the doors? I, I don't think they're doing that.
1: So I don't just ask those players how much of them watched the WNBA bubble last year. Right. right? Not one.
0: So it's who, just, who
1: who won the championship for the WNBA last year? Let me ask you that.
2: Uh who was it?
1: Vegas, I don't know. I'm almost willing to bet thirty percent to fifty percent of anybody who's in the sports world doesn't know, and there's nothing negative about it. It's just that if you want it to be better, they have they have the power to make it better. Right. Yeah. Wearing 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 a hoodie and a jersey to the game means nothing to me.
2: Right, you know, posting on an Instagram that oh I I stand with my WNBA sisters. Like, nah. How about put your you? Money put
1: you, where your money? mouth is.
2: That's it. If every player, if every player donates a hundred thousand dollars, do you know how much money that is in regards to the NBA or uh, the WNBA being able to to use for revenue streaming or player salaries or or uh uh, uh you know health benefits, retirement packages, all of that stuff.
1: Like, it is it is criminal how much Diana Taurasi makes a year.
2: Yeah, and she's and she's one of the greatest WNBA players that ever walked the planet.
1: I, I, I agree with her. Too. I think she's one of the best female basketball players ever. It's criminal. Yeah,
2: yeah, she makes less
1: money than I do, and, I'm, and I work a regular nine to five.
2: Right, right. So it's that. That's my thing. It's like okay, cool. We get the outrage. We get you know we we understand that you guys want to support, but you gotta put your money where your mouth is. Like it's 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 not about you know saying ah right. it's just like all right, cool if if you know I'm struggling financially and you know you're like man that sucks anyway bro you know I'm a, I'm definitely gonna you know tell a couple people to 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 support your podcast but you that that may have the money you're not stretching nothing
1: to me you know you know who those guys point? are you know you know who the NBA players are. Hmm. They're the guy who I own a clothing store and they come in and they want a discount. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm trying to survive. How about you pay a little extra? Cause I'll be mad. Hey man, can I get this for free?
2: So, so, so they're the IOU, I-O-U guy in the store. Yeah, man, they're, that.
1: they're, they're, they're the man that you did. They're, they're, they're the people that owe you $10. And when you turn on your Instagram, they in Miami popping <laughs> bottles.
2: <laughs> oh my god man! I, that, it's true It is true though Like it's just, it's just, it's just I just I'm gonna hunt you
1: down For my 10 hours.
2: I don't I don't get it man I, I don't get the The fake outrage You know what I mean But um I don't even wanna do this You're making me do this Dumb ass problem You know Moving on to okay. Moving on to uh, The NBA What are your thoughts On the um On the trade deadline
1: Oh
2: Yeah, what are your thoughts on the trade deadline? Yawn. What do you mean yawn?
1: It was, it, was, it was the most drawback trade deadline. I think they made a lot of good moves that helped the team. Some people mortgage reform. form. Um, there's very few deals that I I liked.
2: So what are the deals that you like?
1: Uh... I like what I like the I like what was it Denver or Denver did?
2: Yeah, Denver got Aaron Gordon and they also got um Javale McGee.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's true.
2: So what do you what are your thoughts about that? Like, why do you like that deal?
1: I think I think it's a good deal. I think I like because I think. Now you have a seven-footer on the floor at all times. I just, I, I just think I, I, I like it because they didn't try to do too much. They so, have a very good team, and they didn't say, let's make a move just to make a move. Yeah. They made a move that filled the need, and that's what they did. So who do
2: you think? Uh, so what about the Bulls? Do you think that the Bulls did, did well, or you're not impressed with what they what, what they did?
1: Who did the Bulls get again? I can't remember.
2: They got they got Nikola Vukovic, and they also got a uh, Troy Brown Jr. in two separate deals.
1: I like the Vukovic deal. Um, the problem is that they're in the East right now, even with those deals. I just don't see them beating the upper echelon, upper echelon of the East. I think if he, they made it, good deals to get them in the middle of the pack, but I mean, other than that, I don't know what else they made.
2: What about Troy Brown? You think you think Troy Brown could be able to help?
1: So who?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Will he be able to help? Yes, make a difference? Yeah,
2: yeah, not definitely not a difference maker, but in regards to just being a versatile wing, I think I think he can he can bring a lot to
1: the table. Yeah, I don't doubt he could. I just I'm not I'm not not sold. I'm not sold on him. He he was a throw-in. He wasn't a critical piece. It wasn't like well, if you don't give us Troy Brown, this deal's not being done. Yeah. Um, Rusevich is the guy. And now that he'll have expectations, like, like I always tell you, it's easy to do great when nobody expects you to do good like he was doing in Orlando. But now he has expectations. Yeah. So we have to see how that works.
2: Right, right, right. What are your thoughts on what the Clippers did and got Rajon Rondo?
1: Well, hoping to catch lightning in the bottle twice, which rarely happens.
2: Right, because Rondo is having a terrible season.
1: Like my man Nick Wright said, he is the most important per- he is the most important four point four points a game person I've ever seen.
2: He's having one of the worst years statistically of anybody that's considered a difference maker. And In
1: guess history. what you do? You got him for two years. Congratulations. Right. I like Ron- I like Rondo if we get rid of Pat if they would have got rid of Patrick Beverly. But the fact that they kept Patrick Beverly is yeah.
2: yeah, but who was gonna take that 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 money, Kev? Nobody was gonna take that 13 million. Nope. No, nope. gonna take that.
1: Not trading it for a corn dog.
2: So, so they got they got two they got two immovable trades right now. They got two guys in their backcourt in regards to their point guard position where you're not going to get a lot and of. And guess
1: what? Out of them. You got two guys that are, are offensively they struggle, offensively struggle.
2: Yeah, they struggle.
1: I'm not so.
2: So, I mean, from a leadership standpoint, I get it, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that this is gonna be like a championship, groundbreaking move for the Clippers. So no. especially
1: when Ty Lue is one of the worst offensive coaches in the game right now. Yeah, his well, system of pick and roll and I'm sorry, pace is not the answer for everything offensively. Well, hey, what are you guys gonna do? We're gonna play with pace.
2: Well, th- this was his problem in <laughs> Cleveland. Remember?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the answer for everything is alright. So what are you gonna do with Braun? Um, we'll play with pace. <laughs> want to move faster. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, who was, it so can't even move. And he's like, hey, we want to play with pace. Who really? was your,
2: who was your favorite brawn coach? Was it, was it Eric Spolcher when he was like, we're going to, we're, we're going to land the plane or, is it, or was it, was it a uh, uh, Ty Lue with his with his We're going to, we're going to play with pace,
1: which, which, uh, which I, th- I think it's going to be Ty Lue because I actually <laughs> believe Eric Spolcher can coach.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: Ty Lue Lue just has his offensive philosophy. His offensive philosophy is uh, Mike Brown-like. Yeah. Oh, Mike Brown was pretty bad, too.
2: Mike Brown was was a very uh, marginal coach.
1: And my favorite was when Mike Brown played with the – when he coached the Warriors and people thought that, oh, man, he's he's not that bad. He can win. Yeah. Me and you could have coached that Warriors team. (laughs)
2: facts that's definitely facts
1: now let him, uh, steve curb miss a couple games now let mike brown coach this warriors team
2: yeah they'll be fine they'll be yeah, okay. fine they'll be fine and trash
1: yeah guess what they'll do though they play with pace right play with pace and and they'll run mike brown's favorite play one four high right one four high or one four pick <laughs> and roll oh my
2: goodness so um what about what about Boston getting Evan Fournier? Do you like that move for Boston, or do you think it wasn't enough?
1: It was it was, eh, it was a good move, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Yeah, they got They got to move somebody. And I think they also lost. I think as much as I think he wasn't that good, I think Thijs was pretty good for them, and the fact yeah. that they lost him.
2: Yeah, they 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 traded Thijs for uh, for Mo Wagner, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're gonna have Mo Vagma, and you're and you're gonna depend on Tristan Thompson.
2: God Christ. help you. So you you know it's yeah I, I Danny Ainge is just he he impresses me Dan, all the time
1: Dan, being such Danny a Ainge. Danny imagine. Ainge is that guy who plays Monopoly and he buys up the whole boardwalk. I <laughs> still lose the game. Uh, he just wants assets. He buys the whole boardwalk and you're like man you're losing. He's got houses on every block. Yeah,
2: that's exactly who he is.
1: That's exactly who he is. That's he's facts. He's the worst Monopoly player, again, most Monopoly player in, a, in your in your crew.
2: He's a bad used car salesman. That's what he is. That's what he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah that's why he's got a lot of draft picks that he's not going to draft very well.
2: Right. Draft another Grant Williams and a Robert Williams.
1: Yeah, another 6'3 power forward.
2: Right. Another Sammy Ojale at 6'2 and <laughs> 260 pounds. So, uh, so like he
1: should be lifting weights <laughs> instead of playing basketball.
2: <laughs> he should be doing anything else but playing basketball because he's not a basketball player, yeah. But, um, yeah.
1: what do you,
2: he, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying, what are your thoughts on on what the Lakers didn't do? Do you think that it was smart for them not to make a hasty deal because you know they were thinking about bringing in Kyle Lowry and the, 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 the Raptors wanted Taylor and Thornton Tucker? in regards to the um, in, in regards to the deal. So they wanted him, and they would have gave up Kyle Lowry. So the Lakers said, no, nah, we're not going to give up THT. Do you think that that was a smart move on the Lakers' part?
1: Yeah, because I don't think Kyle Lowry got much left on the tires anyway. Right. I think you make that deal, you're clearly making a deal for one year. You do not have the future of the organization thought of if you make that move. Yeah. I I, I, I I don't think, I mean, Kyle Lowry is a great player, but um, he's been through some battles. On, what is he, in his, like, 12, 13 years or something like that?
2: Yeah, he just turned 35, bro. Yeah, okay. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I, I was happy that the deal didn't go through. Um, As much as I don't like Kyle Kuzma, I don't think that putting a Kyle Kuzma and a Kyle Lowry together would have made sense this year because uh-huh. now you're, you're giving up all of your depth, um, and you still have issues in regards to protecting the rim. What what the Lakers need to do is what they have to do in regards to the buyout market. Uh, you know, Drummond or a LaMarcus Aldridge, do you think that Drummond is the, is the guy to get for the Lakers in the buyout market?
1: Yeah, because if Anthony Davis comes back healthy, you can have Anthony Davis step out. No, you could have drummants still maintain the paint. And I don't think you want Anthony Davis and Lamar Aldridge both shooting jump shots.
0: Right,
2: right. Where do you where do you got, think where do you think Aldridge goes? Miami. You think he's that that's the best fit for him to go to Miami?
1: Yeah, they gotta get this Bam out of bio at center is not gonna last much longer.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what do you think his natural position is? You think that's uh that's that's power forward?
1: Yeah. Uh, at this point, is career Aldrich can play center in the East.
2: Yeah, he can.
1: He'll be going against Tristan Thompson. um, Who I don't even know who the rest of them are, but I mean, he can play center. He can play center in the East.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that.
1: Bam can shoot a little bit, handle the ball. Bam don't need to be playing no damn five.
2: Yeah. And. I guess we'll we'll kinda end off on the whole Steven Silas in the in the Houston Rockets situation. What are your thoughts about what's going on there? And you know, do you think that they're that they're actually doing their coach a service? I I really don't think that they, they they've put him in a position to look like he's a strong coach. What is your thought about that? Because I I think yeah, it's both a these... failure. Yeah,
1: failure. yeah. James Harden and the Speaker of the House, Kyrie Irving, they they always want to talk about getting black coaches jobs. They have one that has a job, and they've essentially stripped all his talents away from him and left him with players that nobody else wants. To see. Nobody else wants. They right. they've sabotaged him.
2: Yeah, yeah. So do you think that they can be able to? Can, can he rebound and, and still have a decent career? Cause I, I think that he
1: can coach Not I think, with those players.
2: Yeah. I, they, they, they have to clean house. They got to get rid of wall. They got, they got to get rid of Eric mm. Gordon. They got to get rid of, you know, they, they already got rid of PJ Tucker. They have to get rid of all the, the veteran guys that are, that are mailing it in because even Victor Oladipo before he got traded, you looked at his numbers, everybody's like, whoa, well, he's averaging 20 a game. Well, he's shooting 41%. So that just tells you that he's jacking a lot of shots and he's not playing inspired basketball because he was turning over the ball at like three turnovers a game. So, you know, what are you really doing? Everybody's saying that how can you lose that many games in a row with that much talent? Well, when you got your two leading scorers turning over the ball at least six times a game, that can happen.
1: Here's my other question, all right? With all that talent you have, when's the last time any of them were considered winners?
2: None of them. None of them.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: None of them. Victor Oladipo n- never been a winner in my eyes. John Wall never been a winner in my eyes. Uh, Eric Gordon same thing. So yeah, that that's exactly that's exactly the thing right there is that these are not winning players, and they they have attached this young coach with guys that do not win on a consistent basis and don't know what it's like to galvanize a locker room and get guys together and say hey listen we gotta we gotta do it this way and then we'll be able to get out of the funk no they're just gonna be like oh well i'm getting my numbers they're one of those dudes like you know we, we, we used to play rec ball kevin you know we lose the game by 15 and guys are at the scoring the scoring table and seeing exactly what their stats were that's that's yep. what they have on houston so, so it doesn't matter you losing by 15 or 20 as long as you got yours you're good
1: Especially my man the gangbanger, John Wall. Right. You got players that have been more occupied with being a star outside of basketball than they have being a star inside basketball.
2: Yeah, yeah. I right, listen, you know. it's a it's a tough situation over there in Houston, man. But um, you know, hopefully he can be able to to write the shit because I do think that he can he, he does have the potential to be a good young coach. But um, you know, It doesn't look good. I don't know if the Houston Rockets know exactly what they're doing over there. So, um, you know, he just may be another casualty. And then once he gets fired, once he gets fired, you're going to see all the tweets and the IG posts from people. Oh, well, he he was treated unfairly. But what did you do to support him when he actually had the job? Not much. Mm
1: -hmm. Not much. That is correct.
2: So, yeah, man. But, uh, you know, before we go, Kev, I like to always do a little rapid fire with my guests. So I'll throw out a couple names out there. You tell me who's better and who's not, and we'll go from there. So NFL, who would you rather have, Randy Moss or Calvin Johnson?
1: Um, give me Calvin.
2: Calvin Johnson. Who would you rather have, Beast Mode or... Ladanian
1: Tomlinson.
2: Let's see. Who would you rather have? Uh, Donovan McNabb or Patrick Mahomes?
1: <laughs> Mahomes.
2: <laughs> Who would you rather have? Andy Reid or Bill Belichick?
1: Uh give me give me give me Andy. I think Andy's shown he can do it with all types of players.
2: All right, that's fair. I like that one. Better defender, Kawhi Leonard or Scottie Pippen? Scotty Pippen. Better score. Kobe Bryant or James Harden?
1: No, I'm gonna go to (laughs) James Harden some. That man, is a, that man is a savant, <laughs> so
2: you're gonna say that he's a better scorer than Kobe? Come on, man! Come
1: on, man! I don't think he's a better player, but yeah, damn, the numbers that dude puts up is a
2: it's video game, it's it's yeah. ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, the step jack step back three is automatic. If you ask me in the playoffs, uh, yeah, I want Kobe Bryant when the game last game shot, I want Kobe Bryant. Any game that matters, yes you're talking about 82 games, who's a better scorer? Give me James Harden.
2: <laughs> Who would you rather have, Allen Iverson or Steph Curry? Iverson. Yeah, I'm, I, I go that way too. Uh, better big man, Hakeem Olajuwon or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar?
1: Give me Kareem, give me Elijah one. Kareem Olajuwon. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was scoring when players were shooting underhand.
2: Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that.
1: Yeah. No, give me a large one.
2: Better passer, LeBron James or Magic Johnson?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think I would go – I would probably go LeBron.
2: Okay. Better point guard, just pure point guard, Chris Paul or John Stockton? Chris Paul. Interesting. Okay.
1: Son, John Sachs is only showing me the ability to be a great point guard and a pick a roll offense. <laughs> Remember how good Darren Williams looked playing in that offense? And then when right. he left it, how he looked.
2: Yes, yes, yes. There. All right. Better leader, Jason Kidd or Steve Nash?
1: Okay, all day. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, to jump drive all day.
2: Now, here's, here's here's one that's gonna that's gonna hit home for you. Better big three, the Heatles or the Brooklyn Nets, right?
1: <laughs> Heatles.
2: You going with the Heatles?
1: Yeah, cause I actually think they like each other. They, they 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 I don't think Brooklyn knows. Like I I don't think they know how to make themselves fit in together. I think the Heatles adapted. <laughs> But they generally wanted to play with each other, yeah. Yeah, give me them all day,
2: yeah. That's fair, man. I, I like that. Well, Kev, my man, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today, man. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I'll, I'll talk to you and uh, I'll have you on the show probably later down the year when the playoffs start and see and we'll see who's doing what. All uh, right, no. all right, man. I'll talk to you. I'd like to thank my man Kev for coming on the show. Big shouts out to Kev. You know, keep doing your thing, man. Keep hustling. Keep grinding. Always a pleasure talking sports with you. But don't talk to me about no Eagles. Don't talk to me about no Carolina Tar Heels. Don't talk to me about none of those. None of those. Because I will fight. (laughs) I, I, I will fight. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet dummy of the week. On a Saturday. It's all even.
1: Yo, what's your man DJ G-Money, G-Money. from that Flip the Script podcast.
0: Yeah, 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 we yeah. in the studio right now. Flip, yeah. shut up. You
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast, my all man even. Barry Grant oh, Jr. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up, oh, man? Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? What you, you, you want to say to the people? Shout out to somebody on your podcast? Oh, yeah, don't make it to join What's up? Oh Even? All Even, it's it's even podcast. Yo, that ain't even up here, boy. We put this dude. something. up, Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you're going to have to shout out. You're keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. You <laughs> want even, right? yeah, other... even podcast, right? Yeah, All even. Shout out to All even podcast, right? All even. Let's get My man. All right, shout out to All even podcast. 100%, 100%, 100%. He
3: cool? Is he? he cool? Let
1: me see. Is he cool? G G G G. I shout out G. This is the God Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com We're everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast.
0: And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy,
2: that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy. yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So the fact that there was no show on Tuesday, we're going straight to the winner. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is... Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback for the New Orleans Saints, or it might be former quarterback of the New Orleans Saints Marshawn Lattimore is my dummy because he was charged for receiving stolen property the Cleveland native Ohio State alumni very good NFL player high caliber talent was caught with a stolen gun with four other guys I believe or three other guys your honor Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, let me get this straight. This is a pro NFL player that is on a $15 million contract. At that point, you can be able to just purchase a gun from a legal vetted store or establishment or whatever magazine. You you go get it from Pookie and Hood? what are we doing here this is why people look at us crazy and when i say us i mean people of dark skin complexion african americans black people they're gonna look at us wild because you have this innate ability this great ability to play football you're getting paid for it and you decide on your free time to parade around with a stolen gun, like you just an average Joe in the street. Like you still pooky from the hood. You've elevated, bruh. You got money now. You can be able to do different things. Move differently. Nah, you still want to be the knucklehead in the hood. So maybe the dummy truck just continues to ride over you. Doesn't matter if you got $15 million. Maybe, maybe jail. Is something that will wake you up and say, holy crap, I actually am very fortunate. I actually am an NFL player. I don't need to cop a stolen handgun. And on what planet am I gonna hit up Ray Ray? (laughs) Ray Ray and say, Yo, Ray Ray, listen, man, I need a I need a burner. Make sure you can get that for me on a cheap. Yo, I can afford it. I can go get whatever I want to. Why do I need Ray Ray? I don't, I just, help me understand, make it make sense. I'm not even going to call the other dudes that you had in the car dummies. Only him. Only this guy. Because he is the one with the most to lose. Not them. They riding around with him because, hey, NFL player. That's my man. I could be able to get a few more girls in, in and in a, in a little bit more clout because I'm running with him. You're the one, this guy, your honor, this guy, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, has a ton to lose. But does he see that? No. So maybe jail will make him realize that. Maybe if he gets hit with another dummy stick, maybe it'll wake him up. (laughs) Maybe if Sean Payton says, you're cut today, he'll get it. Maybe if the NFL comes down and says, you're not going to play football again next year, maybe then he'll get it. But why does it always have to get to this level for these guys to understand what they're doing? You can't just ride around in your old hood, bruh. You got money, bruh. You're a high-profile athlete, bruh. You're in the 1%, bruh. Now, if you want to go back to slinging it in the hood, you, you know my catchphrase. You know my line. Burger King is hiring. They always hiring. And for you, they will definitely push your resume to the front of the line. Why? Because maybe the manager is a New Orleans Saints fan. <laughs> so, Marshawn Lattimore, you took an L to Tom Brady in the playoffs, and you taking an L in the offseason, too. But you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys next week regular time on tuesday until then stay safe stay cool peace you can catch me on twitter and instagram at all even podcasts. listen to the show on anchor spotify soundcloud and wherever podcasts are available and check out my youtube channel all even podcast and don't forget to share like and hit that subscribe button